The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was squandering his property. So he summoned him and said to him, What is this that I hear by you? Give me an accounting of your management, because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, What will I do now that my master is taking the position away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do so that when I am dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So, summoning his master's debtors one by one, he asked the first, How much do you owe my master? He answered, A hundred jugs of olive oil. He said to them, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it fifty. Then he asked another, And how much do you owe? He replied, A hundred containers of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and make it eighty. And his master commended the dishonest manager, because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. Whoever is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much, and whoever is dishonest in a very little is dishonest also in in much. If then you have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters. For a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You can be seated. We've been talking about stewardship for a couple of weeks now uh, because it's important to remember that stewardship is management of the gifts that God entrusts to us. That's all it is. Stewardship is management of the gifts that God entrusts to us. And it just so happens today's gospel story is a parable about a manager. Everything is connected in the Gospels, even if we don't hear them in a connected way. This story about this manager is connected to the stories that come before it. Jesus is on a roll now. He's been telling these stories, and he's told four stories. Last week, we heard about a lost sheep and a lost coin. We skipped over that third story. In the, in the run, the lost son, the father who welcomes him home. Today is the fourth story. It's, we could call it the prodigal manager. Notice the wording that we heard in verse 1. Charges were brought to him that this man was squandering his property. That's the same word that was used to describe what the younger son did with his father's inheritance. When he left the family, he squandered the property. So there's a connection right there with these parables that precede 
today's lesson. A lost sheep that the shepherd finds. A lost coin that the woman finds. A lost son that returns to his family out of his own will. And now a manager who's soon to be lost when his job is taken away. One thing I want to make sure that you notice is that Jesus in this parable does not say that the manager was doing anything wrong. It says that the rich man had a manager and charges were brought to him that this man was squandering his property. The charges may have been justified or they may not have been. We actually don't know that. It's helpful also, in order to understand this, to paint in a few more details of how this employer relationship would have worked. The rich man would have had a property. And he was kind of like a real estate developer in Jesus' world. Wealthy Roman citizens would purchase land in the region where Jesus lived. They would live in the south but purchased land to be developed and monetized in the north in the region of Galilee. The fertile land there would be cultivated. They'd grow wheat, grapes, olives. Those were the cash crops, the easiest way to make a profit. And what that did was it created a tenant farmer system. A rich outsider would own the property. The local tenants would work the farm, would produce the crops. And then in the middle of all of it was this manager. And the manager would be left to oversee the work on behalf of the rich outsider. The tenant farmers would grow and they would sell the crops, but they would have to pay the landowner back for the use of his land with interest. They were growing crops that they couldn't even use to feed themselves. The manager was the middleman. The manager made his income off of commission. So... The tenant farmer would owe the landowner for the use of the land, and the manager would add a commission to that amount to make a living from managing the whole operation. So when the accusation comes that the manager is squandering the landowner's property, we immediately assume that that means he's stealing. He's doing what the younger son did in the preceding parable. He's taking something that isn't really his, and it's, he's wasting it. But is that really what's happening? There's another way to read this, another way to look at it. The other view is that the manager was being accused of squandering the property because he wasn't producing enough profit. The landowner wasn't seeing enough production. There wasn't enough money being squeezed out of the people. They're not working hard enough, and if they were producing more crops there'd be more money. After the manager realizes what he's being accused of, a shift in the story occurs. The manager, who's the middleman in this whole network of an economy, has a choice to make. Where will his allegiance go? Does he stay on the side of the landowner who's already accused him of not working the farmers hard enough, or does he side with the locals, the people who will ultimately be his neighbors should he lose his job as manager? Which side will he choose? 
Perhaps a better name for this parable is the manager who switched sides. Because you can see this parable from different directions. You can stand on the side of the landowner and look down at the manager who's not wringing enough profit from the tenant farmers. Or you can stand on the side of the tenant farmers and look up at the manager who takes a commission off of their work and passes the rest on to a greedy landowner. The thing that caused the manager to switch sides was his perspective. The manager realized that he meant nothing to the people that were above him. If he was being accused of not squeezing enough profit from the farmers, they would quickly toss him aside and replace him with someone who would. But his perspective shifted to those who were below him and how they felt. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that although none of us are tenant farmers, you find yourself in a familiar, similar scenario frequently. All of us find ourselves someplace in the pecking order of this economy. Some of us are managers. Some of us are landowners. Some of us are workers. We all have people up ahead of us. We all have people below us living off of what we leave behind or what we're unwilling to do ourselves. The question that the manager had was the same question that you are faced with. Who are you going to serve? Everyone that has an income has a choice of what they're going to do with it. Who are you serving with your income? Are you using money for the good of people? Or are you using people for the good of money. If we find ourselves in the middle of an unjust economic system, we have a choice to make. We can either side with those who are oppressing others and participate in the injustice, or we can choose to undo the system. So what did the manager do? The manager went to each of the farmers who owed the landowner money and renegotiated their debts. Now, how did he do that? Wasn't he just stealing from the landowner at that point? Not if he was removing his own commission from their debt. If he was willingly removing his own payment out of the debt that the farmers owed, he would not have been stealing from the landowner. Instead, he chose not to participate in the economic system that was unfairly weighted against the farmers. The manager chose to convert his commission into relational currency. He wanted a way to relate to people when he was no longer their manager. He wanted a way to survive outside of a system that unfairly profited off the toil of others. He chose to return the dishonest wealth and instead accept payment through the hospitality of other people. The manager switched sides no longer favoring the landowner who didn't care about him and could easily replace him. The manager chose to see things 
from the farmer's side. When you stand back and look at the long arc of the Bible's narrative, there is a recurring theme. God chooses to side with the poor, the weak, and the powerless over and over again. A couple of chapters earlier, Jesus said, when you give a feast, don't invite the rich because they can repay you. Invite the poor because they cannot repay you. From that first reading today in Amos, hear this, you that trample on the needy and bring to ruin the poor of the land. The Lord will never forget any of their deeds. Also from the psalm today, the Lord takes up the weak out of the dust and lifts up the poor from the ashes, enthroning them with the rulers, with the rulers of the people. Stewardship is about management of the gifts God entrusts to you. The question is, who will you serve? Jesus says you cannot serve God and wealth. The choice to serve God looks like using money for the good of people. Amen.